Welcome to the Customer Connection Podcast, where we look at leading practices, lessons learned, tools, techniques, and procedures designed to guide and help you with the implementation and adoption of the ServiceNow platform. Led by customer experience expert and director of customer workflows, Jerry Campbell. Co-hosted by portfolio managers, Gareth Millwood and Nick DeBaca. We're building customer connections. Good morning, good afternoon, good day. Wherever you are, thanks for listening in to the Customer Connection Podcast, where we help you get your ServiceNow projects going in the right direction fast. I am Jerry Campbell, Director of Customer Workflows. And I'm Gareth Millwood, Portfolio Manager. And today, our guest, we have a very special guest. He's the Chief Technology Officer for the state of South Dakota, Pat Snow. Welcome to the show, Pat. Thank you, Jerry. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, so before we really get into this, could you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you became the Chief Technology Officer of the state of South Dakota? Absolutely. Oh, it's been a bit of a journey. Just uh, real quickly, I've been delivering IT services to executive branch of state government, K-12 in South Dakota, as well as higher education since about 1997. Various capacities, whether that be in telecommunications or data center or even endpoint. And uh, over the years, as our IT organization matured, the chief technology officer uh, position was created, and I was lucky enough to be selected for that about uh, five years ago, actually running on six at this point, and uh, I've been doing that ever since. That's so awesome, Pat. And before we really jump into this, I do have some rules of engagement. As we often do here at ServiceNow, we talk to our customers, we talk the language of our customers. so. We have what's called a jargon jar. And so we'd ask that if you have any kind of acronyms or anything that sounds like very techie, or you can explain that for our audience. And at the end, we'll we'll count up the number of jargon that we put in the jar. And then we'll we'll have a small monetary amount that we use donations to our favorite charities. But if you're good with that, we can proceed. Are you good with that? I am, but those are some pretty heavy handcuffs for an IT person to to say that I can't use an acronym because that's most of our speech. I'll I'll do my best. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's jump into it. We're gonna have some icebreaker questions for you. So, if you were a guest star on a television show, what would the show be, and what character would you play? I, I do like a lot of my TV, but I'm I'm gonna say just because it's a little close to uh, current day, I'd say uh, go on Ted Lasso. Uh, like to be able to say I'd be on the soccer team, that'd be very much a stretch. So I'm going to say I'd be on the uh, coaching or management side there. You know, we talk about our Zoom meeting. So like this meeting here, or a Zoom meeting, if it was a WWE-like wrestler entrance song, what would your song, your entrance song be? I'm going to have to go back to my 80s roots there uh, and my hairband background and go with uh, Kickstart My Heart from Molly Crew. All right. so. If you could learn one skill today, what skill would that be? That's another tough one. Uh, I have a lot of interests uh, all over the place, and it really is all over the map. I'm very interested in where the AI world, uh, artificial intelligence world is is going these days. And, and I, I guess if I could really hone a skill, I would go into the, to that particular uh, sector. Okay, that's awesome. As you've migrated in your career and progressed in your career, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? I've received a lot of really good advice and been, been blessed to work with and for a lot of great people. 
I would say that nothing takes the place of hard work. Great answer. So we're going to jump into this, Pat. We're going to get you into what you're more comfortable with and talking about your technology here. So the state of South Dakota, they went and they went out and got this ServiceNow public sector kind of project. Just tell us about your expected outcome. What was the state looking to accomplish? Just tell us the story about the state of South Dakota and the needed public sector digital transformation. Well, where we are today, you have to go back about five years and look at some of the initiatives. And it really started to pick up steam right as Governor Nome uh, took office about uh, coming up on four years ago. And one of her, her first visions and one of her pillars that she wanted to really push during her administrative time there was to transform the way that we did business with our citizens. And, uh, and as far as outcomes go, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that are uh, attached to that as far as what it looks like. But at the end of the day, the main outcome was as a citizen of South Dakota or a citizen of really any state that wanted to come in and uh, do business with or consume services provided by the state of South Dakota, when they came into our digital system, we had to make it as easy as possible and as short a journey as possible as from when they entered sd.gov as a website to the service that they were actually trying to uh, to get to. That's awesome. So you mentioned the governor, but who other were the key parties in making it, you know, this project successful? First and foremost, I have to give the most credit to her because as an executive champion for the project, that's the best case scenario you can have if you're trying to initiate change, right? But then, of course, it has to have support all the way up and down the cabinet uh, in, in the entirety of state government. Uh, they have to have uh, that same vision. Everybody has to row together uh, in order for the boat to go in a straight line. And uh, also, you know, from an IT perspective, you know, our CIO has been really paramount. Uh, Jeff Kleins has been really paramount in uh, championing the cause and, and getting all the administrative stuff done. And then uh, also our legislative branch uh has given us some some funding authority to to be able to actually execute on this. So it's really been a, a, a very much a team approach. Well, that's awesome, right? And so as you take that team approach, I'm sure there were some challenges along the way. You said everybody's wanting to keep the boat straight. So can you just outline a little bit of those challenges? You know, everything is process-based. And uh, as you look at things that are very institutionalized into uh, the different agencies and service and business areas and state government, the biggest challenge is not necessarily technically, at least what we have found, it's uh, getting in and getting and leaning up these processes that in some cases have been there for 20 some years. And then trying to say, a lot of times they're designed to make things work well in the back office, but not so much in the front. And then flipping that, flipping that narrative around to say, okay, so let's take it from the citizen's perspective and see how we can make this as frictionless as possible to go to A to Z, get the service done, and have that be a very excellent experience. And so that, that, and, you know, getting that mindset wrapped around, not necessarily that back office experience, but that citizen or customer-based experience has really, I think, been one of the bigger challenges. Cool. So you've talked about a very big vision there of making essentially everything work much smoother from the citizen's perspective. How do you go about that? Where do you start? And then how do you build on that? What's the crawl, walk, run approach to doing this? Good question. I mean, the biggest part is getting getting the uh, big stakeholders to sit down and just look and walk through and lean up uh, what that actually looks like. And one thing that we found that was really interesting 
is that there's a lot of a lot of times you uncover a lot of uh, older or even it doesn't even have to be older systems, but they're unnecessary systems that the agencies or business units are doing simply because the front end approach, the service now, the customer end approach hasn't been taken into account first. And so you have these older processes or these unnecessary processes that, that really consume a lot of uh, inefficient time that can really just go away if you take it from a citizen first approach. Because if you do it right on the front end of it, a lot of the back office processes can really be eliminated. So that's really interesting, getting that much efficiency out of this approach. And from the state's perspective, has the implementation of the public sector digital services platform transformed operations in any other ways? This is purely a technical answer. This answer doesn't have anything to do with the citizen experience, but we, we're really trying to write things one time. And anything that's reusable just builds efficiency. The more that we do that as a reusable component, that's what PSD is really all about. It you know, means we don't have to build it twice. We can build it one time and then we can consume that as a resource in whatever service we're trying to roll out. And, and that's really important when you're looking at speed to market. It really increases your efficiency very rapidly. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. So that's great from the state's perspective. How has the platform helped the everyday South Dakota citizen? Well, I think if you go and look at the sd.gov website, it's so much easier to find what you're looking for. And a lot of times, and all states have this to some extent, you have a lot of uh, vertical service areas where it's, it's, you know, it's a social services or transportation or human services or Department of Health and things like that. And a lot of websites that are trying to provide services at a state level really try to, I mean, they are trying to make the citizen understand the organizational chart of, of state government in order to locate and get to the services they're trying to consume. And I think one of the big benefits that we've done right now is we've taken that organizational chart piece away and tried to say, well, what are you really trying to get to? What do you want? What's the services that we can provide? And I think that's first and foremost, one of the biggest transformations is just thinking about it like that and not necessarily from a business perspective. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, just thinking, putting the citizen first, right? And that's really uh, what you've talked to about us here today is really putting the citizen first going through the transition and transformation digitally. I know that South Dakota is a great state. I'm a motorcycle rider. I haven't been to Sturgis yet, but that's my lifetime goal. Um, so I will get there. But uh, out of this ex whole experience, um, were there any unrealized outcomes of value for when doing this implementation? It's hard to really put my finger on a single because there's, there's been a bunch. Uh, I think one of the things that took a little while for at the agency level to to really realize is the power of the back end of service now, not necessarily the that intake portion where you're, you're gathering information and you're maybe getting into a workflow of some kind to provide the service, but having the ability to have that agent on the back side of things that because immediately just you don't have to write that. That's there. So you can immediately start operating on a case and providing service immediately. It's almost like a just out of the box functionality that this people don't think about a lot. It's hugely valuable. The other piece I would say is uh, we implemented a, I think we might be one of the first states to do this, is we, we implemented a um, centralized customer service section through ServiceNow. And if you go in, and the first part of that is obviously the, the chatbot functionality that you can go in and you can start to get questions answered. But behind that is a service desk that, that mans every single 
question or inquiry that comes into the platform. So we can get from A to Z very quickly for people that have questions. There's a centralized phone number right there. It goes right into the call center, and it doesn't matter what agency you're trying to to really get in contact with. It's more about the service you're trying to consume. So that person's going to get a, somebody either responding to the virtual agent or somebody on the phone, and we're going to integrate text messaging into that. No, that's so awesome, man. Hey, Pat, thank you so much for uh, being here with us today. As a chief technology officer, um, I did catch a couple of jargon words from you. You did say CIO, and then you did say PSDS, but I think Garrett helped you out with PSDS, that's public sector digital service. And so, but just briefly explain to our audience what a CIO A CIO? Chief Information Officer is typically the, the person where the buck stops with. That's, that's your head technology executive for most organizations. Awesome. Thank you, sir, for that explanation. As we close this out and round this out, and there's going to be, we'll probably get a, tons of other government uh, agencies looking at us, other states looking at this, and looking at you as a shining example of what ServiceNow can do in this space. So. What is the single most important thing that for potential customers or listeners, what's that single most thing you could say from this service now experience that you, you guys had in this implementation? Well, there's a, there's a lot. I mean, I, I think that, you know, one of the things that we've done is we look, we look at the, the scope of services that we provide to everybody and then we categorize those up into reusable components. And that can be certification, that can be licensing, that can be boards and commissions, that can be whatever it is. And if you build those foundational pieces into the platform and make them reusable, then they're, then it's not an agency-specific thing. It's consumable across all of state government. And you're not rewriting and redesigning everything all the time. And then as you move forward and you look at that strategic vision, you can now start to look at more advanced concepts like sharing data and analytics across multiple different programs. And making those and, and empowering your decision makers, and that's all based on the platform itself. Until you get to that point where it's, where it's consumable across, you know, horizontally across the enterprise, you you really have a hard time doing that. So you know that's that long term thing, but it's one of those things that you have to continue to advance on. You know, every single quarter, I've made the analogy uh, several different times that I get questions like, "When is this going to be done?" And my answer is, "Was never going to be done. If we do this right, this will never be completed. We'll continue to improve." We'll continue to make modifications and add services. And this is something that is not like building a house. You're not going to step back and look and say, aha, there, there it is. You know, this is going to be something that you look back in four years and say, wow, look how far we've come, but look how much more we have to achieve. Yeah, that's so awesome. That kind of goes back to the question Jared had about the crawl, walk, run approach. And we kind of hear at ServiceNow, it's like crawl, walk, run, and then fly. And even in that fly mode, you're still improving. So uh, that's an awesome answer. So as we come to a close, how can other listeners or maybe guests reach out to you or your department and find out how they, you could you know, disconnect with them in this public sector department? Well, obviously, I mean, I, I'm very active in a lot of different national organizations, CIO groups or the CTO groups, or... Just go to uh, sd.gov and type in my name. And uh, one of the services that we provide out there is uh, how to get in touch with uh, anybody in state government. That's actually a service that we provide right on the platform. Oh, man, that's so awesome. Again, closing that out with a great answer. Pat Snow, 
Chief Technology Auditor of the State of South Dakota. Thank you, sir, for joining us today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. And if you have comments or questions for us or our guests, please email us at customerconnection at servicenow.com. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Customer Connection Podcast, where we share insights from the biggest ServiceNow influencers. Please join us for our next episode when we will build more customer connections.